Blog Talk Radio. with a criminal matter, has the right to have their case heard before. A judge or judicial officer of the court is entitled to a fair and public hearing by a competent, independent and impartial court. Have strict court rules enforced such as the right of reply, rules of evidence, and be found innocent or guilty beyond reasonable doubt. Yet, our most vulnerable can have their rights, assets, and decision-making rights removed by a public servant of the state, not a judge, in a tribunal setting, that can ignore evidence and facts, and, determine matters as they see fit, and, conclude matters based, on probabilities alone. Are you scared yet? Good evening everyone, this is Marty Oakley. TS Radio here. Um, there is so much going on, I don't even know where to start. Joining me tonight, of course, co-hosting is Coscape and Reverend Ralph. Say hello. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, good nose of the Lord, where did she get off to? Well, anyway, uh, we've, we've got a lot going on. Um, I want to give out something that you might have missed on the hospice show, which is just really booming. Uh, if you are over 60... And you go to the emergency room three times in a year, any 12-month period, for the same reason, they target you for hospice. Now, what the formula is there, I do not know. I've been trying to find out, but it is true. Your name goes in the pot to be put into hospice and not for good cause either. They're not going to take care of you. That's not what you're there for. You're there for let's kill them before they take any more of our money. Um I, we are up against something so heinous and so evil. Uh, just, it, it's a shame our own government hates us, hates the fact that we exist. Uh, we are considered useless eaters, and, and that's been worn out for years, but it's the truth. And since most of us over this age don't work anymore and we're there for our Social Security that we invested in for 30, 40, 50 years, why well, we're costing them money. And they want rid of us, mostly because they have squandered that Social Security fund. There is almost $3 trillion worth of IOUs sitting in the U.S. Treasury that belong to Social Security. It has funded everything from the Vietnam War, which is when Johnson first got into it, made it available for funding. And I remember at one point Newt Gingrich, who I find to be one of the most repulsive men that ever walked, But at one time, he ran for president on the basis of locking Social Security back down so the government couldn't take any more of its money. And that never happened. So where we're at now is they're looking at getting rid of us. That, and they've got a big bill coming out. Both sides are supporting this, of cutting Social Security. 
and Medicare because we ain't poor enough. And, of course, millionaires and billionaires still skate away and don't pay taxes on everything. They pay a percentage, which is minuscule at best. But anyway, this is where we're at. We are targeted. We are commodities. We can't be taxed anymore for the most part. They're done with us. They can't wrench anything else out of us, and we're here to collect on what we invested in over those decades. They want rid of us, and they've got all sorts of ugly plans out there to get the job done. Uh, As we move on here, Reverend Ralph, why don't you um, give us a report on that article you came across? All right. Good evening, everyone. Uh, Basically, it was an article pertaining to uh, the Alzheimer's Association in America. Uh, A very much loved person of mine uh, has a little bit of it, and unfortunately, she was falsely accused of being totally incapacitated, and now she's rotting away in a nursing home in Pottstown, Pennsylvania, because of a made-up evaluation by a quack psychologist. But I read a very interesting article where uh, the Alzheimer's Association, just within days ago, uh, separated uh, or cut ways with a uh, partners with a organization uh, that dealt with uh, supposedly compassion for these people, and it turned out they were simply uh, advocating uh, having these people euthanized uh, through hospice. And the uh, it, it's it's so disgusting to think that they were using such false information to get publicity with the Alzheimer's Association. So fortunately, the Alzheimer's Association. Uh, found out, and now they don't want anything to do with them. Uh, So I want to also update the listeners in Pennsylvania, uh, as uh, and probably this is nationwide as far as people who are going through guardianship corruption with their loved ones. Uh, A couple weeks ago, or a couple of months ago maybe, I had told you uh, in Pennsylvania, the Montgomery County area, to contact the district attorney's office up in Norristown. And it's been documented, the corruption, the massive corruption in the district attorney's office in Norristown for over 25 or so years with corrupt judges and corrupt lawyers and so forth. And uh, I had told you to contact Detective Shade, who was in the detective bureau of the Montgomery County DA's office. And I had a meeting with him back in October, and I told other people who were going through this guardianship uh, to if they were being victimized or if their loved ones were being victimized by these corrupt lawyers and corrupt judges to contact Detective Shade. Well, unfortunately, it turns out he was not returning any phone calls, as people had called me about, saying, what's going on? Why isn't he returning our phone calls? Well, I contacted the DA's office again just the other day, and I found out that Detective Shade had simply retired and didn't care about giving the case to another detective to investigate. So I was speaking to a detective by the name of Kelly. He's supposedly in charge of internal affairs for Montgomery County DA's office. And basically, he threatened me with arrest if I ever showed up at that office to file a complaint against this detective shade. So basically, yeah. Through intimidation and threats with arrest, if I showed up to file that complaint, well, that's one way of pretending that there's no problems existing. So this is something where 
you've got so many corrupt judges and, and it pertained to Orphan's Court that basically people are now facing even more problems that these corrupt judges, corrupt guardians, corrupt lawyers are now basically being protected by the district attorney's office in Narstown. And the district attorney currently is Kevin Steele. So uh, if people have read the newspapers uh, in you know, the Philadelphia area, recently, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the uh, district attorney in Philadelphia, Kat Krasner, was handed articles of impeachment to get him thrown out just because he was so soft on crime. So basically, I'm going to look into getting the Pennsylvania legislation to uh, create articles of uh, impeachment to get Kevin Steele kicked out of office just because the, uh, the uh, DA's uh, department, the district attorney's office, is basically now protecting these corrupt judges. So these unfortunate victims are being basically condemned to a long, slow death just for their money that they can be siphoned out uh, or the money being siphoned off of these poor people. And the corruption in Pennsylvania in the courts is so massive, it's at epidemic proportions. There's a beautiful, huge website called PennsylvaniaCourtWatch.com. PennsylvaniaCourtWatch.com. And you will see people's names, in, again, in Pennsylvania, you will see names that uh, you probably have heard about many times in the news media. So, again, Pennsylvania is probably at the top of the list of corruption within the court system. And what's disgusting is the taxpayers are paying this scum money to do a job that they're not doing at all. And it was about 20, 15, 20 years ago that two state judges up in Lucerne County, uh, the case was called Cash for Kids, where these two judges were sending tens of thousands of children ages 10, 12 to prison, to a private prison, just to get kickbacks from the owner of that prison. So obviously when you have this type of situation where you have corrupt judges in orphans court who pick the same psychologists who use as I have exposed, their evaluations have no credibility whatsoever, but the court judges are using them to uh, declare people 100% incapacitated just so then they can assign the corrupt lawyers to them who will then hire the corrupt guardians who will then give back money because they were hired. And then those people that they hire, such as lawyers for these guardians, they kick back money to them. So as you can see, it's a scam, a massive scam. And unfortunately, the people who have these loved ones under the control of the courts, they're spending their money to try to get them out. And these guardians, these corrupt guardians, are using the victim's money to defend themselves. So it, it's, it's just so deplorable. It's not, it just is sickening. And something I realized this past week, we call those people criminals, these corrupt guardians and corrupt judges and so forth. We call them criminals. And basically, these criminals have no feelings. They, they have no concern about what they're supposed to do, which is protecting the lives and property of these unfortunate people who have a little memory issue because of age. But they're worse than that. 
They're sadists because those yep. guardians enjoy the pain and suffering that they're inflicting on the families and the people that are trying to help their loved ones have a better life in their later years and have a happier life and to try to keep their loved ones in a lifestyle that they were accustomed to before they were dragged into court and then given these corrupt guardians who just bleed them. So these people are sadists. They enjoy that pain that they're inflicting. And that, to me, is the lowest form of life. So on that, I kick it back to you, Marty, or Kaz. All right. Yeah, that, uh, I have to agree with you there, too. These people have no conscience. You couldn't do this and be a moral, conscionable person. You couldn't. It's not possible. And I think the most insidious part of this, and of course this was created by the Bar Association, we need rid of them, um, is the fact that they make the victim pay to be persecuted. Um, I Like I say, it's like having to pay the hangman to weep the rope. Uh, it's just unbelievable that this goes on. And the worst part of it to me, Ralph, is not only is the government fully aware that this is going both sides, uh, they all know that this is going on and has gone on for quite some time, but they provide funding. And it might be backdoor, it might be grants, it might be this, that, or something else, but they provide the funding to keep this damn thing going. They want rid of us, and that is the truth. So thank you for that report, and we'll be doing more on that, too. So keep that in mind if you come across anything else. Okay, Arlene, we have been waiting to get you on. And you're okay. talking about um, how to engage mainstream media on the guardianship abuses. and So give us a, our, an idea okay. of what. First off, okay. Arlene, why don't you give people a little bit of a background, how you came into this. I think that would be interesting. No, it started in the, I, I hate to say this, Marty, but don't yell at me. It started uh, in the 60s, 1960s, oh no. when I was a young, idealistic activist. And um, one of our ideas in my group um, of young activists that were Americans for democratic action during the Johnson era, uh, yes. the Kennedy era, which was very inspiring, um, I worked for um, a person who ran for governor. But before that, I was uh, nominated to the League of Women Voters Board of Directors in the state of Pennsylvania. I was very active. And one of the things that we envisioned was the Department of Aging in Pennsylvania. There was no Department of Aging in Pennsylvania. By the way, all the guardianships are under one program in under the Pennsylvania Department of Aging, and that is the Adult Protection Services Program. There are other programs in the Pennsylvania Department of Aging besides the guardianship um, issue. And I'll, I'll address the guardianship issue also. I've been with this group of people for about 16 years now fighting this system. But anyway, the way we envisioned it and the way we structured it and set up this system was that it would have total control by the people. You know, I believed in that time of, of the people, by the people, for the people. And the way we established the Pennsylvania Department of Aging was that there are 67 counties in Pennsylvania, that each county or most of the counties, 62 of the counties, 
would have their own area agency on aging, and they would be directly responsible to the commissioners and the county executives of that county. Now, in Philadelphia, it would be the mayor and the city commissioners there. But throughout the rest of Pennsylvania, they're called county commissioners. And uh, they would be responsible to each local government and also to the Pennsylvania Department of Aging, which reports one of the only cabinet positions in Pennsylvania that reports directly to the governor. Well, that was how it was envisioned and how we structured it. Uh, in the real world now, there is no accountability and there is no oversight. And um, I'd like to second what the Reverend said about the, judge, the lawyers being involved in this corruption. Now, let me address the guardianship issue for, for one second, now that I gave you the history of the Pennsylvania Department of Aging and the AAAs in Pennsylvania. In, I've been involved with this group for about 16 years now. So far, as far as I know, we've only been able to rescue one person from guardianship, and you had him on your program several years ago, uh, Marty Ron Shagja. We were able yes. to rescue him. Yes, okay, yes, he was in our group. We were very active. Um, we were able to rescue his sister, Lorraine, who passed away about a year ago. Uh, the only way we were able to rescue her is her guardian, a lawyer in uh, Northampton County, wanted to pull the plug on her. Oh, my so, God. Um, oh, yeah. So we were able to go in um, – the judge saw us, which they're not supposed to do, ex parte. We had one judge uh, release one person from guardianship. So her sister, um, Lorraine's sister, Ron's sister, Irene, was able to um, have her sister out of guardianship with um, Irene becoming a guardian until her death um, last year. So, so far, that's the only one that we have been effective with that I know of in the entire state of Pennsylvania in the guardianship program. Now, where when I was a member, I was an activist in, in the 80s also, um, we created or we lobbied for a law that we got passed, which would give uh, preference to anybody over 60 to work in the department, position in the Department of Aging, and that would mean any of the AAAs, the Area Agencies on Aging, throughout the Commonwealth also. So at 67, I applied for a position. You had to take, I had to take a civil service test. Uh, you become the civil service employee, and I was at the top of the list in number one in my score. Number two, I was a couple years over 60. I was 67. And number three, I lived in the county in which I applied for a position. Well, Marty, they did everything they could to not hire me, claiming I didn't oh, wow. call in, et cetera, et cetera. And I finally um, got them to um, fold and hire me. Um, and I witnessed a such abuse that um, I can tell you, the, well, I was personally abused also. I was uh, locked in a conference room where I was held down by the, one of the supervisors. Well, the nurse assaulted me. 
to when they fired the director, they made the nurse the uh, the director. So uh, that's been my experience with the triple A's in Pennsylvania and the Department of Aging. Now I wow. can go into some, some of the abuse. I can go into the lawyers too. How it's the cabal of lawyers here in Pennsylvania. Um, some of the abuses that I witnessed to like our World War II veterans and other elder people, uh, it was just outrageous. Uh, filling out this was uh, this particular program was not the guardianship, as I already uh, enunciated or uh, this, uh, mentioned to you, was in another program within the AAAs in the Department of Aging. It's called they sometimes call it waiver, W-A-I-V-E-R, or nursing facility for clinically eligible people. Now, they do get some people in there with dementia. Um, there are people that are amputees, um, people who um, kidney problems, diabetics, um, things like that, that chronic elderly diseases, uh, people unable to drive uh, that need transportation or home health care like minimal aid, 20 hours a week, is the maximum that they usually uh, give out. What I witnessed was abuse to the consumer, they call the the people they're serving consumers, uh, abuse to the consumer, you and I would call them clients, abuse to the consumer, withholding of care, and fraudulent records. Now, I left that agency with copies of fraudulent records, uh, documents right off of their computers. I have been unable for 15 years to get anybody in our government, whether it be the county or Montgomery County or Bucks or Berks, which is all around me, um, or Lehigh, which is the county I live in, to even look at a document. Arlene, there's too much money in it, and there's so much under-the-table financing going on that you can't get anybody to do anything. Yes. Now, I have a request in. I have a new state senator, and I have a request in to my new state senator, and um, his district director is a former um, House Pennsylvania House of Representatives member uh, that was served on the aging committee. And he met with uh, Mary, I think you know Mary also, Mary and I at my house a couple of months ago. He lost his race to the other person that was contending for the seat. And he is now the district director for our new state senator. <clears throat> now the new state senator in my district, uh, this is Lehigh County, um, is on a couple of committees which can look at this. Uh, He is on a a committee called intergovernment and a committee called local government. He's chair of another committee. And I have a request in to him and another state senator on the other side of the aisle, particularly nonpartisan, I don't care. I see the corruption on both sides. I have a request in to them to find out because I've already pulled up the budget from the, this local county. I cannot get a breakdown of how much money is actually going to the consumer 
And the only money going direct to the consumer would be the, the um, money for the home health aid because everything else will come out of medical assistance or Medicare. And how much is going to overhead into staff positions? And nobody knows. Now, my former state wow. senator is now the Secretary of Revenue in Pennsylvania. I can name names, too. Pat Brown is now the Secretary of Revenue. Um, he's a CPA as well as an attorney. Um, uh-huh. nobody, knows, nobody knows how much money is actually going to the, to the citizen compared to how much money is going to pensions and salaries. Nobody has any inkling. They just keep giving out the money to these agencies, and they have no accountability and no oversight. Wow. Why am I not surprised? Why am I not surprised? Um, Darlene, we have got a caller sitting here waiting. I want to go ahead and take them so that they're not – we don't lose them. Area code 773. Hello? Area code 773. Maybe not. Okay, go ahead. Um, All right. So, do you want me to continue, Marty, or should I take a break? Yeah, please, please, go ahead. All right. No, go ahead. So, it was really interesting listening to your introduction about tribunals. Um, I filed to go in front of the EEOC for employment discrimination because the director of my agency at Lehigh County actually was a lawyer. Um, I can name names if you want me to. I'm not concerned. Sure, go ahead. Mark Albright was the director of the agency, and he told the staff to get rid of me because he didn't want some old lady working there. That's a direct quote. That is a direct quote from him to another one of the supervisors who wanted to know if I was really 87. I said, no, I'm really 67. Now, Uh understand, I have 50 years background in government and political science and, you know, working in this field with consumers. So, um, by the way, I also have a degree in finance and a master's in public health, Marty. So, um, Christmas. Yeah, Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know about Jiminy or Christmas having anything to do with that. It was hard work. So um, the director of the agency, um, I filed to go in front of the Full Employment Opportunity Commission. And the county um, filed a hearing for a tribunal to be heard by the Civil Service Commission. And the Civil Service Commission, all employees of any of the triple A's in Pennsylvania are civil service employees of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. I hope I'm not getting, Reverend or cause, if I'm getting too dense, you can stop me at any point and ask me a question if you want to. No? They will. Okay. So um, they filed to go in front of a tribunal, Marty. Now, I was told by the chair people of the, or the Civil Service Commission personnel that if I did not appeal, appear at the tribunal, they would automatically rule against me. So I had to go to the tribunal. I couldn't get in front of the federal government, which there was, I mean, they blatantly admitted they didn't want an old person working there despite my expertise and my degrees in that area, 
of health issues. Former nurse also, by the way, Marty. Um, wow. Wait a second. So um, I hired an attorney from out of town because I was concerned with hiring a local attorney. Well, it turns out we had a, we had a continuance because we didn't get everything done day one, and he was okay day one. Day two, it was like there was another person there. I am to find out that the director, Mark Albright, had a secret meeting with my lawyer, Timothy Coleman, who um, is a lawyer in Lower Bucks County, who took a bribe from the nurse director who said she would lie, cheat, steal, do anything she had to to get her pension out of that place. And then that's what they did. Oh, so wow. we have the two lawyers. So we have the two lawyers collaborating, and the head of the civil service commission, the head lawyer there, did not show up for day two of the hearing, and they kicked the hearing to um, an activist out of Philadelphia, the chair of the of the civil service commission at that time, Marwin Creedy. So I never got in front of a judge. It was a tribunal. Now, the person, one more thing, the person who wrote the decision wasn't at the hearing and never looked at any of the evidence or exhibits that I presented in my case. Am I still on, Marty? Hello? Yeah, you're still oh, on. This is, this is Reverend you Ralph. Are, oh, okay. I thought I heard you guys dog is barking, so I have myself muted so no one has to listen to him. Oh, okay. he's, he's misbehaving today, but we, we are here. So, okay, he's being quiet right now. Yeah, this is, um, it's unbelievable, the stuff they do in Pennsylvania. You know, I know one of the things that we were talking about before, we can maybe switch gears a little bit, and I thought it was super uh, informative, was when you were talking about when we're looking at media exposure and that we need to look at maybe contacting journalists, if it's not quite in our wheelhouse, not quite what is doing with guardianship, but that maybe we could like tag along. Did you want to, I thought it was a great idea. Did you want to go over some of that for everybody? Well, well sure. If you want me to, cause. Um, yes. There was an investigation done by AB, 7 ABC News, which is um, New York's ABC, uh, where they investigated 100, found um, fraud in 100, approximately 180,000 cases of guardianship, and it was Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey. Uh, so I suggested um, at that time that we contact ABC in Philadelphia and in Pittsburgh, they would be the two largest cities in the Commonwealth. Uh, that was one thing uh, to do, to contact the media in Philadelphia, Berg, and of course, some of the smaller papers, you know, that are in our larger counties, that would be like Lehigh, or like um, the Reverend was talking about Luzerne County, where we had cash for kids um, incidences going on. Uh, that would be one approach for us to take um, if we can get the media to, you know, what they talk about in the media is you have to bleed to weed. So unless somebody's getting killed or shot and they can get it on video today, it's hard to get them to to report anything. 
So um, that's one proposal that I am making now. Uh, now, okay. the other one was when I sent you an article, or I put it into our chat box about uh, Lower Bucks County, about um, some seniors there, women being raped, and the administrator and the administrator's right-hand person covering it up. The only way it got exposed was, was by employees who lost their job whistleblowing. Yet when we see something like that, that we call that reporter and give them our stories also. I mean, I don't see any other way, and, and I am open to anything to expose this. I also think we need an accounting in this state of how much money is actually going to the care of the consumer versus how much money is going overhead in salaries. Yes, Arlene, I think is, there's is a, Reverend, a, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. You go ahead, oh, Reverend. Okay. This is Reverend Ralph. Uh, yeah, I, you just took the words out of my mouth and was when you talked about the news media and basically their philosophy is if it bleeds, it leads. Um, I've had a criminal investigation business for 41 years, and I've dealt with the news media many, many, many times. And basically, uh, you get the impression that you're talking to the wrong people. I mean, it's like you're talking to somebody that works at a supermarket or something. Uh, I, yeah, by the time they get done talking about car accidents, the weather, whether it's too hot or too cold, and maybe something in the sports, uh, you're left with a couple of minutes uh, of basically stupid stories about somebody. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very disappointed that uh, the news media will cry and whine about freedom of the press, but when it comes to dealing with actual news that affects people, you get crickets, you get, you know, absolute silence. Um, now, I have contacted, there was one reporter from the Philadelphia Inquirer, his name is Brubaker, B-R-U-B-A-K-E-R. Correct. And he is, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, Ralph. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I thought somebody yeah. had a comment on that. And he's, I met him personally, it was about seven or eight months ago, he was uh, sitting in on a court case involving uh, somebody we know, uh, and again, He's done stories about uh, nursing homes, whatever, but just frivolous, frivolous little things. And I've sent him yeah. several, several emails, and, and I always send a copy back to myself, and I don't hear anything from him. And he knows about my situation and the corruption that I have found with these fake evaluations. So, uh, again, it, it's like dealing with the district attorney's office or whatever, or the police departments. It's they're yeah. clerical workers. That's all they seem to be, just clerical workers. And their job is just simply to push papers and not really care about why they are there. And this is something where I have found many, many times with uh, you know, district attorney's offices and law enforcement offices nationwide. Uh, as a matter of fact, we had a very good speaker on last week. His name was Stuart. And he was oh, a former yeah. law enforcement officer for like 35 or so years. And he was talking about when he pushed, when he was exposing corruption within the police department, basically he got his stuff nailed and was right. arrested and so forth. And again, you know, people talk about, and especially in the news currently, about how the police hate uh, black people. No, they don't hate black people. They hate everybody. And second on their list is them, each other. Cops hate each other. They, I've, I've, I've seen it firsthand. 
they don't care about the, uh, helping the other police departments or whatever. Uh, I uncovered corruption with, uh, with them getting scammed for the last 35 years with fake lie detectors. And they don't care about telling others not to buy them, not to get involved with them. Uh, so this even includes a Montgomery County district, former Montgomery County district attorney, Bruce Castor, that I had Correct. a personal meeting with him 15 years ago. Uh, and he did absolutely nothing because there are six police departments in Montgomery County that bought that fake lie detector. And he knew that if he opened up an investigation, all of those cases that he had handled would have been exposed and he would have been laughed at for police departments using fake lie detectors. So I have proof I had a private meeting with him. So, again, I, I really feel sorry for all these people that are going through this guardianship corruption because, yeah. you know, if you, look up, if you look up your state, and I have a directory of all these state agencies of every state, you'd be, you'd be dumbfounded that every state has so many agencies that supposedly deal with certain problems, but they don't. They don't. And, again, it's taxpayers' money just giving people jobs. I send it yeah, back. Yes. I think, I think in Pennsylvania, Reverend, what we need to push for is an accounting of how much money is being spent on a consumer compared to how much money is being spent on salaries through as of now. I think yeah, that's it, a great idea. Yeah, I, I agree, too. I mean, it's like... Uh, if you notice, these politicians always say, like it, with Ukraine, for example, we're sending, giving them $2 billion in aid. But haven't we learned a lesson from Iraq and Afghanistan? We give them all these billions of dollars of aid, and then they don't even care about their own country. And other people just take the, you know, the weapons and the money and the cash, especially their political leaders, just take all the cash that we give them and open up a Swiss account. And, again, that is a great idea, the fact that people hear about what politicians are going to spend for a problem, but when you deduct what they are going to pay these clerical workers and the managers and all, like you said, when it gets down to the people, basically they're getting uh, cornflakes. Right. I think we need yeah. an investigation into – I'm repeating myself. I think we need an investigation into seeing where the money's going. Now, I've already contacted um, a state senator. Uh, I didn't want to dump it on my new state senator right away. I put it on, um, and I'm going to deal with both parties equally. I put it on Lisa Bascola, who's been there for a long time in Northampton County. They don't know how much money is going to pay for the actual consumer versus how much money is going for salaries, pension, and overhead. I mean, we need a breakdown on that from somebody, somehow, some way. And I suggest that we get on the horn and call the new Secretary um, of Revenue, Pat Brown, and call our state senators and state representatives again, and let's get that accounting done. I mean, that's not the only issue. We know they're being mistreated in these so-called facilities. But I'm looking yeah. for a place to get a, um, to get a foot in so we don't get crickets back. It, yeah, and you know with these agencies, these are not elected 
uh, positions, these people are appointed. So it's, yes. you know, with an elected position, they, you know, if they mess up, they are out of a job in, you know, two to six years. And these people who get appointed to these agencies, they might sit at their jobs for 30, 40 years and just get away with everything. And there's no accountability on those agencies. And those agencies seem to be popping up left and right. We have an agency for everything you can think of. But you know, when we're talking about some corruption, I want to do a little side thing that I, you know, there was this, um, this one, what was he, House of Representatives, and he was holding up the speaker election. And I just thought, who is this guy? So I'm going to tell you a little research that I did. Cause I where, on where is this? The, the, this is going to be in see? Florida. Yeah, oh, okay. listen to this little corruption story, just kind of an example. I'm kind of going off off topic a little bit. It'll make sense. So his name is Matt Gates, and he's a uh, House of Representatives in Florida, and he seemed to be holding up the speaker election. I mean, if we thought that that Kevin McCarthy should or shouldn't win the speaker, like I, like that's not what this issue is. So the guy is holding up. I'm like, wow, well, what's with this guy? He's just kind of holding it up. So I did a little research. Well, here his father was some sort of a politician, and get this, guess how they made their money. And are you ready to be disgusted how these politicians are making money? So this guy, this Matt Gates' dad, who was a politician, owned the big hospice care centers in the state of Florida, and he mm. sold them all for half a billion dollars. How is a hospice care facility able to be sold for half a billion dollars and then you as you know as marcia is always reporting you follow the money they get all the money for how many people are in the beds and everything so this is so lucrative so now you look at guardianship and this is where now my example will make sense this guy he's going to be representing his people in florida and we know how bad florida is He's not going to want to clean this up. This is how his family's making money. And so I think with like every politician and every person who is head of these agencies, you got to dig into it. How are they making their money? That's just one example. I, I'm just like, wow, hospice is some serious stuff. And as Marsha Joyner is always reporting, there's a lot of corruption going on in these hospice care yeah. centers. And we have these po- this politician that has profited off of, you know, giant hospice. So that's just mm-hmm. one example of a politician and how We're- they make their money. How are these people Pro- making their money? And then you see they're not going to clean it up. Because no. where in Florida no. is he? I'm sorry, what? Because Florida is this Matt Gates. I'm not sure where, but he's a House of Representatives. But I could, okay. he's got a wiki page. You can okay. read about him. He's been in, for, okay. I think he just got reelected the, again. Yeah. The first I ever heard of anything like this was Neil Bush uh, during Bush Doofus' reign of terror. And his brother Neil went to Florida and bought up millions of dollars worth of nursing homes. And, of course, they were collecting all this grant money and everything else for these nursing homes. And then he got in a bind because of the complaints, and uh, they weren't up to standard and this and that. And that just kind of faded into the background. Nobody could figure out what happened there. Uh, But this kind of stuff, every time you see something like this come up, 
nursing homes, hospice, you know, whatever this is. You always find these politicians involved in, but oh, it's a, their number one concern, mm-hmm. and oh, they're, you know, oh, they're worried about these people, and we've got to do everything we can, and all in the background, they're counting their money. It's all it's right. about. They're counting their money. This is and, Reverend uh, Ralph. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to comment on just what was just said about, uh, you know, these these hospice organizations. You know, the profit, as Marty, you have pointed out many times, uh, the uh, profit doesn't end when the person dies. You have no. these funeral homes that are selling body parts uh, to universities or to hospitals, you know, organ transplants that the families never know about. And again, right, it, right. It, it literally is like when you look at a roadkill and you always see the birds, you know, picking at its little, you know, meals. This is what you basically see. And again, we, it's disgusting to think human beings are being treated like this by other human beings where you have these vultures, these guardians, and the lawyers that represent them and all, uh, just picking the bones out of these people and just sitting around hoping that they don't die because, again, then the money stops. But, again, this is it goes to the very, very end until there's nothing left. It's like looking at a little exactly. dead animal or a fly on the, on the ground, well, and you see all the ants picking it apart piece by piece. <laughs> Give it a couple of hours, that thing won't even exist anymore. And that's the same way with... Uh, you know, with these uh, hospice facilities when they start, you know, send them to funeral homes and their organs and everything are sold off. And also another comment I want to make, talk about the nursing homes as far as their profit. Uh, I know of a very much loved person who is has been locked in a, a mental section, and I tried to get this person into a nicer section of that same nursing home, and the director almost had a heart attack, said, oh, no, no, I, uh, that person can't go over there, even though it's much nicer and all. And I found out that the nicer side, because there's basically less involvement by the staff, is much cheaper. So they want to keep this person on in the lockdown section only because it costs or it brings in more money to the nursing money. home. Correct. Well, all right, so how do we... So now the issue is how do we push forward? Well, that's the thing, Arlene. Uh, Over these years, we have all beat on doors, walked hallways, been on the phone, written letters. And the thing that I noticed, and I kind of put a little aside to it here at the bottom of the promo for the show about beware of the glory hogs who insert themselves into everything and then everything falls apart. And, but... uh, to, to put this much time into it, I'm a, you know, I got a history of, of political activism, and I've never seen anything like this. Never seen anything like this. The absolute refusal to sit and look you right in the face and pretend right. they don't know anything about this. And, yeah. um, you know, and then they'll, oh, well, let me look into this, and I'll get back to you. Of course, they're not going to. Um Right. It just I've just never seen such a wall, but there is so much money involved in it um, that they uh, – excuse me, will you please stop? Yes, I said stop. That's my little two-year-old great-granddaughter giving me a hard time. Um, she's being a kitty. But anyway, uh, I've never seen She wants to play anything. with my dog. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. But um, – that's what I'm saying. I've just never seen. And then as far as the media, you know, that you were talking about, Arlene, 
we've had several great opportunities, one here recently, uh, to get this out there. And one of the Glory Hogs intervened in it and, of course, became about them. And uh, Oh, yeah, uh, and that happened. Beware. And people, I just want to say, beware of people who are telling you that they are the end-all, be-all, if it wasn't for them, and they're so important, and, you know, well, they've talked to this senator, and they've done this, and they've done that. Run away. Run away as fast as you can, because this is somebody who's going to cause you grief. And um, so how, do we push, how do we push forward with this? I mean, you know, it seems like it. we're all stumped. It seems that's like we're all it. stumped. Yes. This and is it, Reverend it is Ralph again. Take... Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Um, I have just started to talk with a, a state senator here in Pennsylvania, uh, his um, assistant, legislative assistant. Uh, his name is Senator Haywood. Uh, he and uh, a, a state senator Republican, a woman by the name of Lisa Baker, last year they had uh, created some legislation, uh, SB 1333, pertaining to guardianship reform, and it died in committee. No Republican, no Democrat tried to push it forward. Uh, so now I am talking to uh, a woman by the name of Erin Seri, uh, who is the legislative assistant to Senator Hayward. I just started talking to her about a week ago, and I had a half an hour phone meeting with her. And apparently they're going to try to revise the legislation, and she had asked me for input as far as what I would like to see in the uh, new law. But again, uh, it's like, just like Marty, you said, you can talk to these politicians till, they're bl- till you're blue in the face, but if you don't have millions of dollars to throw to them under the table, they won't give you the time of day. And you've also been correct, Marty, in where the money, uh, follow the money. Why do you think we have yeah. uh, people still doing uh, selling drugs, you know, the drug market, illegal drugs right. I'm talking about? Why do we still have the mafia? Uh, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. People are getting paid off, and it's never going to get uh, eliminated because people are making money at it. And it's the same right. way with these states and their bureaucracies. As long as people can be appointing people, which is exactly what's going on in this guardianship corruption, right. where you hire a guardian, and no sooner do you hire them, they hire a lawyer. And But there's yes. no agreement that they can do these things, but they get away right. with it. Yeah. Uh, can I well, interject I think... something here? Sure. Senator Haywood. Um, we saw Senator Haywood um, as a group, uh, and I know Cos mentioned Austin a couple of weeks ago when she, on the program. Yeah. Austin, Mary, myself, uh, two other people, we, we saw Senator Haywood. So he is very aware of this issue. Uh, he talked to us, and he then he escorted us out the door. We went to his office um, in Germantown, Philadelphia. Is that what you're talking about? We were there. Maybe about 10 years ago. Wow. Well, okay. it's like I said, I, I, I don't know. Getting, I, you'll go I, ahead. I'm sorry, Cos. And real quick, I see we have a caller coming in from Pennsylvania. Marty, do you see that? Area code 267. One second here. I'm queuing him up. Uh, all right. Hang on. There we go. There you go. Caller? Hello. You're live and on the air. Hi. Hi. First, I just want to apologize because I think I gave you the wrong area code. (laughs) I I figured it out. Um, I just want to thank you guys. Uh, Marty, Cos, Reverend Ralph, everything that you say is the truth. 
And I just want to thank you for all that you do for the elderly. And I just can't believe that things like this happen. I'm still trying to get over the shock that things like this can happen in America because I right. was unaware. You know, before it happens to you, you don't yep. know. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. that's oh, the thing, thank you. We're all targets. We are what all targets. From? 267, what county are you calling from? I live in Philadelphia. My mother in Philadelphia. Okay. is in Bucks County in a nursing home. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, the house was sold, all, everything that happens to, every, you know, everyone else. Um, yeah. Except for I couldn't get into the tribunal because I was just getting over breast cancer. And right. um, they made it, these people made it impossible. They made me have a breakdown before the tribunal came up. So um, I didn't, unfortunately, make it to them. And then by the time I jumped in to do some research and found you guys, I just realized it's so corrupt that it's very um, scary. And, you know, I don't know how to go forward. I, I, she was my only family member. My, she, she's my only blood relative. I don't is have she, anybody is, else that I'm in love with. This is in Lower Bucks County? Um, ben Salem. Ben Salem, Pennsylvania Lower Bucks. is the home yeah. where she's at. And the Lower thing Bucks. that I really don't understand, and my question is this, if their biggest fear is exposure, why wouldn't they just let me see my mom? Because, like, they already took everything. The only thing left for me to do now is expose them. Why won't they just well, let me but, see her? Patricia, here's the thing. Or Lisa, I'm sorry. Yeah, Lisa. Go find something new, child. Um, I wasn't going to say uh, my name, but I guess you um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, Go ahead. But the thing is, um, they they don't care if you expose them because there's no penalty for doing so. Um, exactly. They're, 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 right. Nothing happens. You could put this so on billboards all the time. So that really isn't their biggest fear then. They're, they no, don't have any. No. They're fearless. Right. Okay. Here's what else they do is, and this is one thing that we always said, you know, they charge, they just rob the estate. And we always, you know, my family, we were always like, you know what, rob the estate, whatever. Just make sure people have good care. Just let me see my mother. Right. Yeah. Yeah, And have them have good care. And so here's the other part. This is why they, they are not letting you see your mother. Okay. They are, they are what is called sociopaths. And it's right, well, that I know. Time. I mean, that I've learned, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It took me such a long time because I feel like if you're nothing like these people, it's so right. hard to comprehend. And, right. and yep. you just, until you find, and it takes years to finally understand they are not anything like you. And they get enjoyment and pleasure by causing you and your loved ones pain. I totally that uh, believe that that's other true. Sick side of it. And that's why yep. they do what they do. They're, you know, it's wow. about the money, they're, but they're sick and they're playing a right. game. Yeah. And you know, birds of a feather flock together. That's why they all racketeer and work together because they're right. all the same. They're all right. the same. I, and I, they I, enjoy yeah. the harm they're inflicting on others. I can't really watching And I do. What can I do? You know, because adding, okay. if adding them is not going to help me, it'll only get me uh, 
you know, ran off the road um, and yeah. fake, you know, fake accusations and arrested. What, what can I, what can I do that, as I a, have, an I individual? Have, I have that's what we're trying to figure out here is what we can do uh, because I, we can, we have these shows and we start and we lay everything out there and people are angry. Um, mm-hmm. But the problem, Lisa, is this. When we do mm-hmm. try to coalesce as a group, somebody always rears up and decides they're king or queen. And once they do, uh, the game starts. Uh, it's, we, we cannot form a coalition where somebody isn't the self-delegated boss. And that's very they sad. Go off on, yes. And um, so I have no interest in being the top dog. Um, I'm, the, I'm a worker bee. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's me. I'm a worker and um, I mean, I don't even, you know, I, I mean, I just, I just have so much praise to what you guys do because I, I don't, I, I can't even advocate for my own mother and have anybody hear me, let alone other people. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. not an easy yeah. thing. And I have a lot of respect for the three of you. And I, I wanted to let you know uh-huh. that I listen to your show well, all the time now. And uh, if, if Lisa wants to, if you want to give my number to Lisa. Uh, we can do a okay. Zoom meeting with her state senator and her state representative. Um, really? I'm happy to go on the Zoom meeting with her, mm-hmm. yes. And I would love that. And everyone else do that yeah. also. Why can't we do a Zoom meeting? So I would love that. I'll put her, Lisa, I'll put you in our Facebook group, too. We have a Pennsylvania Guardianship Facebook group. So okay. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't do that before. But I have one more piece of advice, and this Thank is you. just – on an individual, personal basis, how you can get some visitation, because this is what we did as a family. You have a good heart. You can already feel your good heart. They are using 24-7 caregivers that are surrounding our loved ones. And Mm -hmm. if you can go in there and make a positive relationship with those caregivers. But but here's the thing. The guardian won't even allow me to do that. I went there only once. I, I have not seen my mom in years. It's been four years. I've seen her once, wow. 15 minutes. And this only because I went to this home, because I went to the police station first. That was a joke. You know, I was all revved up. I haven't seen my mom in years. They take a video of me, so now they have me mad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. On video, well, which well, doesn't look good. You know? So he, and, and he tells yeah. me, just go, go. So I listen to him. I listen to this police officer, this Bentown police officer, and I go. I go to see her. And what they did, you know, I, I'm going to tell you another day if you listen, but it's yeah, just horrendous. What and the whole thing you? is just unbelievable. It, yeah. I, I, my best you? friend from high school, when all this happened to me and I told her what was happening, she's a nurse. She, <laughs> she's a nurse. Uh, she was a nurse at CHOP. I don't know if she still is at the time. Okay, and she used to tell me about all these kids on, on ventilators and stuff and how they, their parents don't even come to see them in the hospital, and I could not understand why. And now I do. They were probably under guardianship. They weren't allowed to see them. You know, they have an income from Social Security, whatever. You know, as more of the money they can get, is that's what they want, and they don't care who they have to step on and what they have to do to get it. And it is really the most atrocious thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I don't well, think I am going to stop talking about it. I mean, even though I don't want to name names and accuse these people, right. I don't want to see this happen to anybody else. Well, the, right. one no. of the most dangerous places no. you can be right now, especially if you're elderly, is the hospital. 
Yeah, um, chances of coming up, coming out of there in I anything other than body bag is about Sorry, really I none. Won't. But um, the other thing too is the Supreme Court has said, determined that lawyers can pre- present themselves as a doctor because they are actually have a doctorate in the law. That's so, correct. and I had this happen to me recently. I had a doctor bring another doctor in without asking me when I said, who is this person? Oh, uh, I just brought him in, you know, I uh, have him listen Bullshit. in and see what he thought. And I said, who are you? He said, well, I'm just a doctor. This is a regular. I said, of what? He said, well, just general. I said, could you be a little more specific? And he hemmed correct. and he hawed, and his face got purple. And I said, you're a doctor of the law, correct? You're an attorney. I said, and you work for this hospital, and you're looking for a guardianship case. And I thought that man was going to explode, and I said, you can turn yourself around and hike right on back out of here. And I gathered up my things. Fortunately for me, my son was with me. I always take him with me. And I don't go alone. That's another thing. Do not go alone to doctor's appointments or hospital visits, none of that. Oh, oh no. Take an advocate with you. I I can't wait. I hope I can call you another week. I mean, my story is so long. And I just, but I will, I do want to tell it, and I just, but I don't want to point out names because it's scary. Yeah. yeah. This is uh, Reverend Ralph. <laughs> Hi, Reverend Ralph. Thank, thank you for yeah. all you do. Uh, thank you. Uh, Lisa, you, you said one thing a couple of minutes ago. You talked about exposure, and I've said that on the, this show many, many times. Exposure <laughs> is the poison to these corrupt guardians. It's poison to be exposed. But then, then how come they won't do. give in? Why won't they give in and just let me see my mother? Because they know that I'm about to expose them. Because they are, they don't care. I was in prison it's, two oh. different times for a week within a year right. because of the corrupt judge in uh, this loved person's guardianship put me in prison two different times because I created a website and I was exposing, and I was on this radio show, I was exposing people with their I'm names. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. We don't have bail money, so I can't be doing that. <laughs> well, I so. didn't either. I, I had to serve right. my full time. But the whole point was these people don't care. Uh, I know. Again, I know they you, don't. You they they talk- basically told me that. So, yeah, horrible. It's, it's, it's a just- hard battle. But here's the thing, Lisa. If you read your newspapers and you will see all of these people that have been victimized in many, many different ways, drunk drivers right. and people stabbing yep. somebody for their cell phone, they don't care. It's like they right. don't have feelings anymore. They want something, so they take it. They don't care if they're young, old, child, whatever. They don't care. And these wow. are the people we have to deal with, people that have no feelings, no emotions. I hear a lot of static on the line. I, I, so <laughs> this is hard inter- for people to really understand, but that's what you're dealing with now. Mm-hmm. I know. Drunk. They are drunk with power and authority. It's very, it's just, you know, it's very disheartening, and uh, that's all I can it really is, say. It is. It is. Right mean, now, there's, you just feel like, you know, there's nothing, you, it's impossible. Well, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. But, again, people are victims every day in crime, and, unfortunately, they don't get justice. Their families don't get justice. It's a damn lousy, cold world, and if those people were punished, 
you know, my mother why has do we been have a victim of the system? My mother was a victim of the system since she was a child. And they just took her back again to become a victim again. I mean, it's just, yeah. wow. Name, name the nursing home. What's the name of the nursing home? Yeah, I, nursing I'm home? not going to do that quite yet. Okay. Because I just, okay. I don't want, I don't have any, I really, when I tell you that I have okay. no one to help me, I, I mean, I'm married, and my, 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 my husband is a great guy. We love each other very much, but we're not rich, and we're not wealthy, and we don't have a lot of people that support us. Um, so, unfortunately, yeah. that's why I'm afraid to, yeah. you know, so you otherwise, have... I'd be wearing a, a billboard around. Lisa, you have me and you have the referendum. and we will support you here. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I've I've got you, Lisa, I've added you to our private Pennsylvania guardianship Facebook group. And so it's only for people in Pennsylvania so that we can all work together and support each other. But just know I I understand why you don't want to name things. I don't live in Pennsylvania and I mm-hmm. don't want to step I don't want to step foot in your state. I, it's actually, when I take a flight, an airplane, and I have to have a layover over mm-hmm. there in Philadelphia, it's scary because I right. mean these people are dirty and corrupt. Mm-hmm. And I, in my opinion, yeah. I believe they're I believe they're murderers. So yeah, yeah. you know, well, uh, I, I we need to be careful. I, I understand that. I mean, but yeah. I mean, that's why I'm not going out shouting out names. I just want to see my. Yeah. I just don't understand okay. why they just won't let me see my mom. I mean, because, yeah. that's simple. Because they can, Lisa. Because they can get away with it, and they are drunk with their power and authority. And it's the yeah. most vicious, disgusting thing I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of bad stuff. You're talking about other, there's other crimes. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've yeah. seen some right. shit. Right. I could have lived right. my whole life out without ever knowing about this stuff. But unfortunately, okay. here I am. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you, I have not got, Are we still on, Marty? No. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. trying to shut my phone off. Yes. Oh. Oh, that's our... Oh, okay. I apologize. Uh, can I interject with something here, uh, Marty? Yes. The, uh, yes. Absolutely. Um, I haven't gotten justice either. However, however, the attorney that was head of the Lehigh County Area Agency on Aging was fired, and my attorney, Timothy Coleman, he wasn't just barred, but he was given a slap on the wrist from the uh, Pennsylvania Bar Association. So we I- got... Something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the bar association is going to do anything for me. They've already basically told me that. Well, (laughs) we don't give up up that fast, Lisa. Okay. When I called, they yelled at me on the phone, and I said, if I want to get yelled at, I'll call the guardian back. (laughs) You still need to file the complaint. I'm sorry. Say that again. You still need to file all the complaints, even though we know that there's corruption and they're not going to do anything. It's a paper trail because those complaints somehow land in a paper trail. And you don't know if 10 years down the road it becomes significant. So I've been Mm. researching racketeering and public corruption and how you can get a, um, like, open up an investigation. And in my research, I have found 
the FBI will not open up a rest, uh, investigation on these sorts of criminal conduct unless they have at least 10 years of paperwork and complaints. So you know what? Wow. Yeah, 10 yeah. years. It, it's and on, you I, mean it's consecutively? On, like throughout? Yeah, it's on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. I found all this on the Internet, right. and they have um, – so basically, if you you might be the first one to put – your complaint in, and that starts the time clock. So you need 10 years. And so if they got 10 years to pretty much be getting away with this stuff, but you need to have at least 10 years of paperwork, of people putting in complaints before anything will even be looked at. So even if your complaint is not looked at and you never see justice, this is something that I was told after Harvey died, Keep the fight up because someone who never even knows your name will live because you fought. And by you putting that paperwork in 10 years from now, it might become extremely significant. Well, that does give me a little hope. Thank you. Always, always, always file those reports even if you think it's useless. They want you to think it's useless. Not only that, they want me to be scared I'm going to be arrested when I go. So I mean, yeah, you know, they right. they do they pull every pun they can. They can't arrest you for filing reports. Yeah, right. When That's you under whistleblower a, laws. Yeah, when you file a complaint Psychers. at the with the bar association, you know it's not going to go anywhere. But you have to take no, a, right one, one step beyond, and anyway. that is right. to file against their surety surety bond. Um, any of them who deals with estates and, you know, things of value. I'm sorry, I'm having a little allergic reaction here. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, uh, but they have to have a surety bond that guarantees if things go south and they do something wrong, the bond will cover any losses. You file against that surety bond, three three complaints, and they jerk the bond. They jerk the bond. They're out of business. Um but that's another thing. I mean, that, and I, that, I want to, wanted, like, I, I would like to advocate and try to do it myself because we don't have the money to afford a lawyer. But I understand that that's not even possible. Not with the way they lie and connive and change the dates and all of that stuff they do to make it impossible. This is Reverend think- Ralph. Uh, you know, Lisa, uh, you were talking about you didn't want to get arrested. Well, it, it works against them. If they arrest you, you have a right to a trial. And with that trial, you have the right to subpoenas, you have the right to discovery. And that, like I said, it goes right back to exposure. They don't want that information coming out. They cannot just say, I don't feel like giving you documents. They don't feel like, if they say, I don't feel like telling you all my clients, they have to. Because that lawyer Mm -hmm. will then contact those other clients' families and I'll bet you those families have bad things to say about that guardian. So it's all about, yeah, they love the money, these gar- corrupt guardians and their corrupt lawyers, but they don't want it coming out that all these other people have also complaints about the guardian. And the fact is, like I said, with if you're arrested, which you won't be, that yeah. exposure with Do you the promise subpoenas, that? Because they've already threatened me with it. They can say anything they want, Lisa. Okay. They can say they're from the moon. They can say they're, uh, they can fly <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, right. they're going to threaten you. What else okay. are they going to say? Please do they it. They want to shut you up. Right. 
Okay. I will I be understand. happy to go, Lisa. I will be yep. happy to go with you to see your mother. I would oh, love that. Let him arrest Arlene is a warrior. No, oh I don't. God. I wouldn't love that. But but he's telling me. First of all, he. <laughs> He won't. He tells me to come by myself, and I told him I want my. I can't go there by myself. I don't trust this man. I don't trust him at all, and I don't trust the home at all because of what happened already. And I cannot go by myself. That's that's the thing. And he will not change the time and make it so I can see my mom. I think Arlene is. I mean, for years he didn't even give me access to her, but now he won't even. I mean, he's just I. I don't know how you'd take away, and they knew this. They knew this when I wrote in because I wrote to them. I'm the one that reached out for help because of my mom's old coworkers because my mom was a nurse, a psych nurse, and her old coworker nurse uh, is the one that had made this happen to us. She was, and she'd been doing this for a long time because uh, I remember my mom telling me in the car when I was young, uh, Lisa, that I should maybe get into that kind of work, you know, helping elder people because Karen's out, and I didn't mean to say her name, so I'm sorry, but because this person's probably going to get a house from someone. And I thought, I I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? (laughs) And come to find out these years later, this is supposed to be, you know, a friend of my mother. She, She does it to her and uses everything against us that she knew that she possibly could to try to ruin me before doing it. So I couldn't help myself. I mean, it's just, I am, I mean, I mean, it's just so apparent that she's part of it and they knew her. You know what I mean? It just, it, yeah. it's just, I don't know what else to say about it except for that it's horrible. And I encourage if Karen is listening right now, Karen in Philadelphia, right down the street from me, not going to say her last name. I'm not scared of you. I encourage Good. you to speak up. And and let me know why you stole my inheritance and gave it to your son. I want to know why you did this to us. I want to know why you did this to us, Karen. I never even met your son. How could you? Because they're oh, greedy. Un- Listen, they are greedy, uncaring people. Do not cry <laughs> over her, what she did. I, this is the way... <laughs> How do people live with themselves? How do you guys look? How does anyone in this whole racket look at themselves in the mirror? How do they sleep at night? How do they go home to their own families after destroying other people's families? And I come to find out that this is being the one kids, too. They take away people's kids. What the hell? Nobody wants to do anything. Nobody will do anything. Why? All right, I'm going to go. I want to thank you for your time. Thank you so, Lisa, thank you so much. There was so much heart that you just let, I mean, we're all crying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to stop on your radio show. It's just that. Oh, my gosh. It's okay. It just really, like, lets people understand how emotional and how painful this is. It's okay, but I'm just afraid to get made more fun of. I'm afraid they're going to make me more of a joke than they already have. No. No. Because you know what? Marty's mean, and she'll, and I'm meaner, and we'll go bite them. Yeah, and Arlene, she lives pretty close to you. She'll, she'll go. You know what? The greatest thing in this tragedy is you are going to make so many friends, and we all have something that's so in common. And there's this crazy bond. 
that I just have bonded with so many of the people who have gone through this because the people on the outside, they just don't get it. And I always say that's the silver lining in everything. And I hope that you're going to make some new friends and have more of a support system. I tell you and what, I went, I went from an extrovert to wrong. an in- to not wanting to even be friendly with anyone after seeing how people are. It's just, it's very, like I said, yeah. it's very disheartening. And, again, I want to thank you for your time. I'm going to hang up now. And um, right. I hope to call back on another show and maybe talk to Absolutely. you guys again. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, you have a right. great night. Thank you so much. Thank Good you. Good night. Thank you. You're welcome. Sorry again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. No. Oh, wow. That was a that was emotional. I really have a lot yeah. of respect for someone who can just call in like that. And you can just hear that, like, her heart is on her sleeve, the pain of what, what all these people do. And she suffers from, it's a form of PTSD, you can tell, which I, too, suffer from this, and so do many of the other people in this. It's a form of PTSD. It's called legal abuse syndrome. And she basically, when she said, she couldn't talk to other people and she feels introvert. That's that's one of that's one of the symptoms and there's many of us that do suffer from that and you do, you you have a hard time trusting others and it's really hard to overcome. It's yeah. So well, Marty, thank you for giving us the opportunity to hopefully help bring her some healing by her being able to speak about it. Yeah. We're going to have to follow her around and see what we can do to help her. And yeah. um, She asked me, she said, please tag her when you do all your posts about if she could be on your little tag list. And I said, I will let Marty yeah. know. She is messaging yeah. me while the show is going on. So, yep. yep. We have another all friend right. in Pennsylvania. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Yeah. So, Arlene, what's your take on everything? Um, I'll go with, I think I see your mother. You're amazing, Arlene. Arlene's gonna go. Yeah, Yeah. that that's amazing. Well, let's. And you're right there. Fine. I got arrested when I was younger, or they tried to in the six. Where can we make now? What's up in my eighties to get arrested? (laughs) Oh my goodness! Make sure someone's videotaping it so we can turn it into TikToks and YouTube. Oh my goodness. Next time you fly yeah. over Philadelphia, let's go, cause. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. In Philadelphia, yeah. in Philadelphia, by the way, just an aside as a technical point, the area agency on aging in Philadelphia is called the Philadelphia Corporation of Aging. Oh. Mm. I don't know why, but that's what it's called in Philadelphia. PCA. PCA instead of AAA. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is weird. well because they're probably making money somehow being a corporation. Well, that's what it's called. I, I mean, well, I, it's, I don't know. It's still a non. It's still a government agency like the AAA's mm-hmm. throughout Pennsylvania, but it's called PCA in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Huh? Wow. Wow! 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 Yeah, it sure sure is. A, a, Philadelphia is so beautiful, but it's so sad how dirty it is. I mean, corrupt, yeah. wise, dirty. It isn't that something yes. that's a, supposed to be the birthplace of our government, you know, mm-hmm. our, with oh, Philadelphia. Yeah. 
Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you ever go as a tourist, it's it's amazing, like Constitution Hall. Um, yeah. yeah. It, there's, I mean, you can't even see it all in one day. And just when you go to these different things, go see the Liberty Bell, all the different tourist things that are there, it, like, really, like, brings back, like, the great birth of our nation. And how many wow. tourists know the evil that's going on right there in yeah. the birthplace of our nation? Just, right. It's well, just awful. Well, they fought awful. for freedom, and so do we have to fight for freedom. I guess in yeah. every generation, in every generation, there's a new challenge um, that we have to fight. So this is the well, one freedom. that we have to fight now. This is Reverend Ralph. Uh, what people I don't think realize is you're in a war. And they don't care. The guardian, corrupt guardians and the corrupt lawyers and all and the corrupt judges, they don't care because they got their bodyguards, the justice system, to protect them. But people who are victims in this, it's a war, and you are up against mm-hmm. a huge enemy, and blood will have yeah. to be spilled. And I don't mean, again, for we know Montgomery County uh, listens in on these shows, so – you know, I'm not advocating violence or, you know, injury or whatever. I'm just saying, uh, as a metaphor, blood has to be spilled. People have to put their, you know, protest. They have to, you know, if they're so afraid of getting arrested, well, then what do they want other people to do? Do it for them? Uh, I will do you, it for them. Huh? I'm sorry, what? I'll go get her. I'll go let them arrest me. Well, that's what I was saying, the fact that, if they arrest you, they can say it, they can threaten all they want about, oh, you know, if you do this, you're going to get arrested. Well, like I said, if they get arrested, you have the right to a trial. And in a trial, you have the right to discovery. You have the right to subpoenas. And when that happens, those guardians are going to run for their lives. And this is what I've encountered in my situation for the last almost year and a half. When you start finding out things, they are scared to death. And that's why the judge, the corrupt judge in this case, Judge Gail Zuckerman Weilheimer up in Montgomery County, and I'll say her name a hundred times for what she's done to my loved person. She is corrupt, and she is mentally unstable. She has denied subpoenas. Every subpoena my lawyer has asked for, she has denied. She has refused to recuse herself on three different occasions. Why is she holding on to this case like a child with a toy? What is the big deal? Well, then, because she is part of the scam. She is getting the money uh, being uh, the judge that has power and the corrupt lawyers that are being involved, like David Jaskowiak and uh, Zabowski, all those lawyers that people like Cos knows about, these yep. people are part of the racket. It's racketeering what they are doing, and that comes under RICO, a federal crime that yep. is prosecuted by the federal government. This is not some little ticket-fixing little scam. This is huge, involving millions, tens of millions of dollars, but what's most important, people's lives at the most vulnerable part of their life. And this yeah. is not something that just to be pushed aside and dismissed just because, oh, well, uh, this person's old, so I guess they think they deserve the money more for what they want than what the families want it for. It's 
like I said, they're sadist. They're just plain sadist. Mm-hmm. And people the like these corrupt that, judges, they should yeah. be disbarred and never allowed back near a courtroom again. Apparently, I these corrupt they judges, they don't seem to care about people's rights. Thank you. No. <laughs> you know one thing that they don't like also, Reverend? They hate that we all know each other. Because of social media, I had heard from NASCA, Elaine Renor said, social media is their biggest nightmare to ever happen. Because this crime is not new. This has been going on for decades. But you start going back when Facebook started coming out and more social media, that's how we all started to find each other. And that's Correct. how... I got to hook up with Marty, and now, you know, knowing Reverend, that's how Arlene, that you and I met. That's how, you know, Lisa, who just called in, she found us on social media. Social media is their biggest nightmare because now these little cockroaches can't hide under the rock as well as they would like to. Oh, cause you are a riot. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, I get it from the Reverend. I thought he had, he had a tangent. I need I need I need to have a tangent with him. He's my buddy. This is Reverend so, Ralph yeah. again. I, I want to I want to remind the uh, listeners. I do have my website protectmyparents.us, and people can contact me on it. Go to the contact section, send me your email, and we'll try to get you on the show if you want. And also the fact that. Uh, you know, we can, you know, maybe try to help that person with their problem. Uh, and that's very important that people know that they can go to someplace and get uh, information. Also, all the people, all the people that we talk about, these corrupt judges and corrupt lawyers and so forth, we welcome them to come on the radio show and defend oh, themselves. Yeah. We yes. want them to come on there and we challenge them. Get off oh. your butt. And come on this radio show and try to defend yourself against what we know are facts about your corruption. Right. Speaking of our radio show, I have a brag. So the ratings change, I guess, on a daily hour or a daily um, every day. But two days ago, TS Radio on the Marty Oka Show was number 72 on iTunes. Yay, Marty. Yeah. Wow. That's exciting. That, and that's international. So we, yeah, iTunes is a big deal. And we were number 72. So well, considering we, they have we, something we, like 11,000 11, shows, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. We were excited. We got it. We got an email. And then I told Marsha, join her. And then she went and she screenshot it for me because she found where the little ranking, what the ranking one is. And then, of course, I sent it to Marty. And I'm like, Marty, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. So I have the screenshot. So this is exciting. Wow. Thank you, everyone, for supporting us. It's not about us. It's about us exposing this this terrible crime because, you know what, we would like nothing more than to not have to do these shows and just all of us go out for dinner and enjoy ourselves together because we know that everyone go. would be living free and safe. But until that day happens, tune in, follow us, subscribe to us, like us, make Great comments. Give us five-star reviews so that we can keep exposing this crime because, as Reverend Ralph says, they hate exposure. Yes, Marty, they we've do. got about three minutes late, three minutes left. I'm telling you. This year, this year went by fast. Yeah. 
And Arlene, I want to work with you some more on what we can do because we need a coordinated effort. No glory hogs allowed. Um, we need a coordinated effort. Uh, and I don't want to be doing any, you know, back slapping and handshaking and we'll see you all later. I want something done. I'm happy, I'm happy to be your peon, Marty. Okay, well, I don't want to put you to be the peon. I want you out there ahead of me. I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> just, just kidding. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Thanks a lot Marty. <laughs> I'm going to hide behind Arlene. She's going to say, I'm not afraid to get arrested. I just think it's going to be so amazing when you go with Lisa to visit her mom, and it's so amazing that you live right there by her and that she could yes. call in and meet you on this show and we want yes. to do a whole show on that on that that visitation. I don't know. This is a show for another time. But I went and visited Mary Bush's mother. Everyone knows who Mary Bush is, and yeah. that was uh, that. I mean, I felt I was terrified. I was felt like I was breaking into a nursing home, and I recognized her mom from Facebook. And I think I was in there about 15 minutes. I was able to sneak sneak a cell phone call into her and put the phone up to her yeah. mom's ear so that Mary could speak to her mom. Oh, yeah, and then there was a getaway car waiting for me when I left, and guess what? I had to hand what? off a card to Mary's mom, and guess what the card said? I love you, Mom. What? So yeah. oh, I was wow. terrified that I'm trying to yeah. give somebody their mom an I love you card, but this is just how terroristic these people are. Yeah. All right, Marty, we're going uh, to one minute. These shows are right, brought you by. one minute um, to um, cooperate um, causes a uh, situation when I testified or tried to testify in front of my county commissioners and I had people come in uh, to uh-huh. help me protest. Oops. We're about uh, we're going to get kicked off in 20 seconds. We're about to get kicked off. Oh, my. 10 seconds. These shows are brought to you by Shenanigans in the Montgomery County Facebook page. And the original whistleblower summit and Marcel Reed. And we are out of time. Thank you, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Good night. Goodbye. Good night, everybody.